everyone, and welcome to episode 26, the Official Gears podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butterbeers. I'm Alan, and as always, I'm joined by my partner and co-host, Brian, and we are the guys of Ears of Experience, or the Gears for short, and we want to thank you for tuning in and listening as we begin our brand new series of Treat Yourself, the Treat Yourself series. Uh, how's it going tonight, Brian? I'm good. I'm excited for this series. It's, it's something that... Um... We typically like to do whenever we go to uh, Disney or, or basically any vacation and, and um, I'm excited to get into it and we're gonna have some guests on like we, we normally do but the first couple of episodes we just gonna be me and you hanging out again. Yeah there are so many great things you can do to treat yourself while you're there too so great great topic great topic. Yeah yep. so how's your week been? It has been busy but it's good um, keeping me busy is a good thing. Uh, how was how Miami? Miami was good. It was part of what's keeping me busy this week. I kind of have two major projects in my day job. But um, the other thing that's been really kind of nice is it's been like almost like summer here in, in Chicago the last few days. Um, it's been in the like mid 70s during the day. It's getting into the low 60s at night. There's like no humidity. Yep. It's pretty sunny. It's it's beautiful. We we're still have the windows open again. And, uh, you know, going into mid-November, it's <laughs> kind of nice. It, we'll was, take it. We'll take uh, 80, it was 82 degrees today. So that's crazy, right? Yeah. And but I got we, out of uh, Miami just before um, Etta. So yeah. apparently uh, Miami's had a little bit, uh, or Florida has had a little bit of, of water and rain from uh, Etta. So I got out just yeah. in time. Yeah, we're going to get some of that rain tomorrow, but it's kind of sad that, I mean, it's always going to rain in Florida. We expect that, but it's, um, yeah. It's kind of sad that one of the the first weekend of the uh, Christmas at, at Disney was uh, it, it was kind of overcast and had some rain throughout some of the parades and things. So a little yeah. sad, but you know, like I said, it's Disney. It's going to rain. You know, it's just part of it. It's so summer. Yeah, it's Florida. It. It's, well, it's going yeah. into fall, but yeah, it's still going to rain. Yep, it's just it's just part of it. So it's hurricane season. Um, yep, or I guess. Maybe still hurricane season. I don't know. Seems like it's always hurricane season down there. <laughs> um, but so as your mouse experts, we're here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and help you prepare for your next vacation. If you missed it on the last episode, we took a look back at our first 24 episodes with some of our favorite guests. Uh, I wish we can get all of them on, but unfortunately we just don't have the capacity to do that. So I mean we did have some of them on. Um Definitely looking forward to having some more back that we haven't had on in a while. But in this episode, we are starting a new series, like Alan said, called Treat Yourself. And we'll be discussing all the different things that you're going to treat yourself or splurge on, such as event tickets and festivals in this episode. But um, what I want to know is, what is it that you typically splurge on or treat yourself to when you guys go? Uh, More and more lately, it's been a good meal. So finding one of those um, sit-down restaurants that we like, we try to get one really good one every trip. So um, that that's a good thing. Like I am a, a beer guest fanatic. I love the beast and I love the castle. So uh, going there for um, dinner is always a highlight for me. Um, but we've been trying some of the other restaurants and things too that we haven't really done before. Um, not one of the more expensive restaurants on property, but um, one that's always had great reviews and uh, I finally tried and realized why it was Kona Cafe. 
Kona Cafe oh, yeah. at the Polynesian is so good. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's not like a crazy splurge um, where you're spending hundreds of dollars. So that's kind of nice. Um, you know, Flying Fish at Boardwalk. We had the opportunity to eat at Flying Fish. Uh, it was really good. Uh, and there was another one we ate uh, in at the conference at the Swan. Um, another one of the... Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Seafood. But um, the food we had was great. Of, yeah, I a lot of the name food. off the top of it. Yeah, I think that's one of the signature dining restaurants they yes. had there, wasn't it? So, yeah, so that's one of our big things talk about. is uh, trying to splurge and have have a great meal at least one day of the trip. Mm-hmm. What about you? So we typically do food. Um, it's usually something neat and entertaining for the kids. So whether it's a character meal or um, like beaches and cream something like that. Um, if we go away from food, something that we've started to really try to do is when possible, we like to splurge and upgrade our resorts. Mm, definitely. Uh, try try something different, which is what this whole series is going to be about is trying new things, um, things you typically don't do. Cause a lot of people think, um, you know, I'm going to Walt Disney world or universal or whatever. I've got four or five days. I got to hit those four or five days in the park and I got to go, 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 go the entire time. And they miss out on some of those little things that um, can be a little relaxing or can mm-hmm. save you some time um, or, or just you go so often that try something a little different. Yeah. Um, so we, we've started branching out and started trying some of the newer resorts or not newer resorts, but some of the resorts we haven't typically done um, and, and maybe upgrade to a deluxe when we really try to stick to moderates most of the time. So. Yeah, Port Orleans Riverside was my go-to for quite a while. And uh, so we've started doing the same thing. So we've, we've really started branching out more into the deluxe. So um, we've stayed at uh, Boardwalk. Um, I know at the conference, we stayed at Yacht and Beach, which was nice. Uh, conference last year, we stayed at Grand Floridian. Um, what, what other deluxe did we stayed at? So um, it, it, it's nice to see those other properties because we were perfectly content at Riverside and we would do that all the time. But it, oh, we stayed at Old Key West and Saratoga as well. So some more of those deluxe properties. Um, it, it's really great to experience all the different resorts and what each one has to offer. Yep. Some really great things Agreed. out there. Agreed. Um, um, we, um, we we typically stay at the, the Port Orleans also. It's just convenient for us because it's what we know. So yeah, we, we try to branch out. Um, the Swan and Dolphin, Key West, Saratoga Springs, some of those that people don't think of as Disney resorts or own property uh, are things that are on the list that we would like to try to check out. Um, but again, it's just kind of so hard to get away from the Disney um, Disney style. I mean, like I know Key West and Saratoga are Disney, but um, you don't think of them as a Disney property for the most part. You think of your ones that are themed um, or closer to the parks. So it's, like I said, it's on our list, um, but we got some others we want to get through first. Key West and Saratoga are actually really nice because you have the uh, boat rides that you can do right to Disney Springs too. Yeah. Just kind of cool. They have those pontoon ferry boats um, that mm-hmm. will take you right from your resort to Disney Springs and stop Which is places. why we loved, that's why we love the uh, Port Orleans because we hate parking at Disney Springs. And you just you take the ferry boat from Port Orleans over to uh, Disney Springs. Um, and if you're lucky enough, you you get to 
you know, ride right next to one of the uh, floating cars that they have there. Yeah, the amphibic cars are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Like I said, lots of stuff we're going to go over in, in these upcoming episodes when it comes to things like that. So um, I guess we should tell our listeners something new that's coming because we always talk about having new things on our shows. Mm-hmm. And um, starting on Tuesdays, we're going to do Travel to Tuesdays, um, where we're just going to highlight a different destination that we can book. Um, you know, maybe something as simple as SeaWorld or Legoland, or maybe more of an exotic uh, destination. I know Summer just spent um, a weekend at a ranch in Texas that was, uh, she said, very, uh, very nice. Um, her husband really liked it. You can do some exotic hunting there if you're if you have a hunter in the group. Um, they had some wine testing, some ranch tours. There were some caves around. So um, something kind of local. Uh, it's within the United States. So it's not like you're, you need a passport or anything like that. But uh, just some destinations like that that we want to try to highlight to show that we're more than just Disney agents. Yeah, that's relatively new for us too. So um, it's yeah. great to have that opportunity. So uh, yes, our, our main focus is still uh, Disney Universal. But yep. um you know, as things have changed here this year, um, we've been able to take on some other opportunities. So uh, there are some other cruise lines that we can book. Um, we can book Marriott uh, destinations. Um, there are a lot of other all-inclusive destinations that we can book, um, as well as many in the islands uh, in Mexico. So um, in addition to that, like you said, Texas, uh, you had an opportunity to go to another resort there in Tennessee not too long ago with mm-hmm. the family. So if people are looking for those staycations and those opportunities to do something a little closer to home and not travel quite as far, um, it's great to know that we have options and opportunities available for you as well now. So uh, reach out to us and see, but we're going to be talking about some of those uh, going forward. Give you guys some ideas. Um, I know the Smoky Mountains are real popular. Uh, We we go usually at at least once a year. Um, Dollywood is there. We are talking about potentially doing a um, ski resort in Indiana this this winter, uh, if they're open. Um, the Rocky Mountains, um, uh, the Great Lakes. I mean, you're familiar with some things up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do uh, the Northeast. Um, I mean, there's just so many different places that we don't think about because we're so focused on Disney that I'm excited to start branching out and, and promoting some of these because they're wonderful beautiful places. And it may not be that, you know, some people travel to Disney every year. Some people go every other year uh, and Mm -hmm. having an opportunity to do something, you know, uh, in those off years that we can help you with as well. is just a nice option too. If we've done something nice for you and you want to come back to us, now we have more to offer. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you know that go to the same beach every year, stay in the same resort? I know a lot actually, but yeah. And, 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 after looking it up, I mean, I know a lot of the same people too, but after starting looking up those destinations, like, oh, I can actually book these resorts for people. And it mm-hmm. costs them nothing extra to yep. just book through me, help it a small business. Right so, yeah. Just like we were saying that we were both really, um, you know, Port Orleans folks until we started to branch out and you see, oh, yeah, I really, really like Port Orleans, but hey, there's some other great opportunities out there too. And it's nice to have a little variety. Yeah. And if you don't want to change, like I said, we can still book your resorts for you. You just tell us exactly. when you want to go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, speaking of traveling though, um, 
talking about traveling and trends, have we noticed any kind of um, new trends in the travel industry and what's going on now, you know, in the midst of COVID and anything you've seen? Oh, yeah. So uh, one thing that I've seen, and uh, this is just going to be the, the only thing I say about it really, is people are traveling back to Walt Disney World. Uh, the the flights are full. The airport was pretty full. Uh, I mean, as far as like with the capacity, I mean, they're filling the planes to what they, you know, their capacity is. But then Disney World is getting to be more full. Their, their, their lines are, are starting to get longer and everything with the holiday season. But I'm starting to see a lot more people take staycations yep. around. And, you know, yep. when I say staycation, uh, you know, a day's drive, you know, a couple hours away, spend the weekend, something like that. Um, sure. Maybe even just like what we did. We, we just went to Nashville for a night and just stayed the night. Um, I mean, it was pretty nice just to get away. We had a lot going on at the time. So it was, was kind of like, OK, let's put a pause on it and let's just get out for a while. Um, but I'm starting to see a lot of things like that. Yeah, a little break in the monotony, I guess, of um, not getting out there as much lately. So uh, yeah, for those trends, it's right, the staycations um, are big. Plus, people are kind of going old school. People are looking for um, wilderness vacations. Where can I go camping? Where can I go out and be with a family outside where um, I'm not in a big crowd? uh, Or more of those kind of exclusive, let's go rent um, a cabin or um, just a vacation property somewhere where we can kind of all just stay in and hang out and barbecue together and um you know be somewhere different maybe some different weather things like that but doesn't always have to involve a cruise or a theme park or anything along those lines there's a lot of other great opportunities out there to kind of get out and see things um i've also heard that the uh rvs rental rvs have gone up quite a bit kind of in that uh camping option again you know be able to get out there and see things, but um, still kind of stay in your little family unit and keep your distance if you need to. So pretty yeah, cool opportunities I, out there. I'm loving this, the, the going old school thing, because, you know, one of the things that I grew up on was, I mean, we, we were in the parks a lot, theme parks, any kind of theme park, uh, but we did a lot of camping as well. We did a lot of outdoor stuff. And I, I love it when we're going to the mountains and we just get a cabin and we go on, we go on hikes for pretty much all day. Um, and we say we're going on a bear, hot, uh, bear hunt because it's the Smoky Mountains and there's just bear everywhere. Um, and usually we come across a couple and the last time we did it, we were on the path and they crossed the path 50 feet in front of us. And so we just mm-hmm. froze and we're like, okay, it was a, it was a mom and her three cubs. And we're like, okay. This is a little scary, but it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Don't mess with the Cubs. Mama's there. Yes. Yes. And I mean, she had her eyes on us, but it's, it's things like that. Like you said, you don't have to be on a cruise. You don't have to be in a theme park. You don't have to be downtown in a big city. I mean, that those things are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, seeing a Broadway show in New York or going through the museums in Washington. Um, yep. Downtown Boston is amazing. I mean, there, there's just places that you go where you just feel the historic vibe. Yep. But there's there's something to be said about being out in the wild and just exploring. I mean, I feel like that's just in our nature. We're all curious beings. So just get out, just take a hike, get a camper, pitch a tent, like whatever. Just just it's nice to see that people are out there doing that. And, you know, it's it really stinks. We were forced to do it uh, or, or kind of forced to do it mm-hmm. because of the, the virus. Um, 
but you know, we've always said there's going to be good things that come out of this. And yep. um, maybe this is one of those things, more family time out, just kind of wandering around in the woods, um, social distancing on, you know, getting away from our phones and, and technology because we're all addicted to them. Yep. So some of my best memories growing up um, were camping with my grandparents. Um, so we grew up in California, in the, the East Bay, San Francisco area, and we would go up in the mountains near um, Reno and Tahoe. And my grandfather would always kind of uh, take the truck. And when we first started going, we had one of those old pop-up trailers and uh, he would go down a fire road somewhere till you found a spot next to the river and there's literally nothing around. Um, so we started camping when I was so young. I actually have pictures of me um, in a, a roasting pan on a tree stump being bathed because I was that small. <laughs> so I had, yeah, I have pictures of me from there. Um, you know, we would get inner tubes and uh, float down the river and um, we would always get the lantern out and, and play cards or um, my family always played turkey foot with the dominoes. So they had like a, a folding table you would take out and, you know, your lawn chairs and you go sit outside and play. Um, and my grandfather always came up with these amazing things. So uh <laughs> the inner tubes were sitting out one, one camping trip and uh, the sun got so hot, I guess they had overinflated them. And one of them just exploded <laughs> sitting on the, the <laughs> bank next to the river where we were all at. Um, you know, and, and once we realized <laughs> what had happened and we all kind of changed our underwear, uh, grandpa <laughs> took what was left of the big inner tubes and he actually tied it to some saplings and made a giant slingshot. So we would pick up, you know, river <laughs> rocks and, you know, slingshot them up the hill to see how far we could get. And, um, you know, the family would have beer cans and things like that. And you'd put them out and see if you could hit them. Um, you know, we always picked up when we left, you know, always, you know, only leave footprints. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some things like that, those are some amazing memories that I had from just hanging out with family and doing those unplugged things. That was they so much are. fun. We, um, we were big KOA campground people. Um, so I, I remember spending a lot of time at KOA campgrounds with the, um, Yogi bear and, yep. um, it was a boo-boo, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, yep. Lots of fun times I, in the woods. I always tease people. So, uh, so many of people I know now they go camping and they go to this KOA campground or whatever, where you have a nice paved lot and a barbecue grill, yeah. and, you know, a few steps down, there's a community toilet yep. and shower. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's a bad hotel. That's not camping. <laughs> That's a bad hotel. We literally had no bathroom. Um, yeah. You know, you bathed in the river. <laughs> you, you boiled water to warm up and take a bath. Um, yeah, we, we roughed it, but it was fun. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It's some great memories. So. But yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's good to see that trend coming back. Um, and then there's some others very similar to that where they're, they're staying closer to home. They're doing more, um, Airbnb type places kind of like in, in small towns or just kind of where they can social distance and not have the busyness of life around. Um, there's some wineries that you can, you can rent some stays at yep. uh, lots of stuff like that, that, you know, people are starting to think, I don't even want to call it outside the box, but it's just, you're most of the people that I know, they're either going to Disney or they're going to the beach. Yeah. And so this is kind of almost going the complete opposite direction. And I, I'm, I'm loving it because it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's creative, but I mean, it's just like, it's, they're just thinking different. different. Yeah. And you the know, unplugged you're, just, you're making, yes, you're yeah. making different types of memories that, um, 
normally in an, in a, in a so-called normal year, you wouldn't be making because you'd just be taking that beach trip or that Disney trip or, um, you know, something like that. Well, that's the thing too. It doesn't matter where you go and what you do. It's about making the memories, right? Cause the memories are yeah. what's last, you know? So mm-hmm. remember camping with my family or remember those trips to Disneyland when I was really young with my family and things like that. Most of the great memories that are there involve parts of the family and doing things with the family as a group. Yep. So it doesn't really matter what it is you do, um, but get out there and make those memories. Um, you know, all of my grandparents are gone now. So um, having the ability to build that relationship with the kids, if your grandparents, uh, you know, or your parents are still around, um, don't leave them out. They, they love to go yes. to and, and just like you, you could take them to Disney and Universal and they may not do all the rides, but I guarantee you having your grandparents there and seeing the excitement on your faces and their grandkids' faces and meeting the characters. Cause a lot of times grandparents have never done that. And you take a grandparent mm-hmm. out and meet a character and it's like, just to see the looks on their faces. It's great. And those, those are the yep. things that stick. Those are what last is those memories. Totally my 65 year old aunt, uh, or I guess Mandy's aunt cried when she saw uh, Eeyore for the first time uh, about five years ago. And I was like, Oh goodness. So, <laughs> and you just but, never know how somebody's going to react. Right. And that, that's yeah, yeah. the beauty of it is yeah. seeing the joy that something so simple can bring to somebody that is yep. what sticks with you. Yep. Yep. So. All right. So are we ready to get into uh, the episode. I mean, we've been talking for a while, but <laughs> we got some good stuff to talk about. Let's talk about treating ourselves. How can we do that? Yeah. Um, this is one that we've both done and it's a simple one to do. Um, I mean, there, there are some things that, you know, you often overlook, um, but these that we're going to talk about right now, if you have a ch- an opportunity to, to do it, because they're not always available. Um, if you have an opportunity to do uh, a, a special event or one of the different festivals, I think you got to do it at least once. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to talk about is um, the different events and festivals that happen at Disney World. And they actually happen at Disneyland um, as well in many cases. But, you know, we don't want to talk about it a whole lot yet, but you know, Disneyland still doesn't have a green light to reopen. So yeah, when they it's come back, like it doesn't exist. Yeah. That, which is a horrible <laughs> thing, but, but when Disneyland and universal Hollywood do come back, they're going to bring some of these events back with them as well. They might be slightly different like they have been this year, but that's okay. Um, there are some amazing events and festivals that happen at Disney world that people just don't think about unless you get the opportunity to experience them. So um, the cool thing about most of these events and that we're going to talk about is they're already included in your admission. So um, we actually have clients who plan their vacations around some of these events and being there at that time. So what we're gonna talk about are um, the different types of things that happen throughout the year. So a lot of it is happening at Epcot. So Epcot has always been this kind of um, festival related park. They always do these things that bring in um, different thoughts and ideas and um, things for you to do. So one of the events that we're talking about is um, the Festival of the Arts. So the Festival of the Arts typically runs January, February-ish, maybe into early March sometimes. Um, But Festival of the Arts is really where um, different artists come in um, and really kind of showcase Disney art. So you have painters that come in, you have sculptors that come in, you have all these different places. Uh, It's kind of like going to an art festival in your local town, but it's around Epcot. So there's really cool... um, 
unique pieces of art and things that you can get. You can get it shipped home or take it home with you. Um, there is the food booth, similar to food and wine. They have different food booths out um, and different art festival type things. So um, there's crafts and things you can do with the kids. In some cases, you can go and make a tie-dye shirt or you can make spin art. Um, anything that really has to do with arts. So you'll find living statues out um, doing different things. You'll find different uh, musical performances. So uh, Epcot Center usually does Disney on Broadway series where they bring in Broadway performers um, and do big musical numbers from different Broadway shows and things as part of the um, live entertainment. Um, so there's, there's a lot of really cool things that all go into Festival of the Arts and different types of art that you can experience. Uh, and again, it's all included in your uh, regular Epcot admission. So there's some cool things to enjoy. Um, have you experienced Festival of the Arts yet, Brian? So this is the one festival at Epcot that I have not done yet. And I'm, I, the more and more I think about it, because it's one of those that just kind of slips my mind. But every time I see it or people talk about it, it's one of like, I, I have to go because I like to think that I'm a little creative, but <laughs> some of the, the things these people do with these, the, the sculptures or the pictures where you can like do, it's basically like a backdrop and then you create the scene within it. They're so creative with the pictures that they do. And I'm just like, I want to be a part of that because I, I don't even remember what some of them were last year, but it was. Well, we were there so... in February. It was actually going on when we were there. So we, we had a very short stint through Epcot. Um, I, said, I don't even remember going to Epcot. Did you? Oh, maybe you didn't make it to Epcot because I was there with family right before the conference. Yeah, I don't I don't think I went to Epcot. So, so I think oh. one of those things you're talking about is they actually put up um, kind of like a shadow box with a, an open um, frame in some places. Yeah. And there's the background of a famous piece of art, um, you know, like. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, I'm Mona to, Lisa. I was going to say, I'm trying to think of one. Yeah. The Mona Lisa. So the, <laughs> there was one. Um, is it Venus in the clamshell? where she's, you know, relatively yeah. nude in a clamshell standing yeah. there. So the, they built these shadow boxes that you can kind of go stand in it. It has the background behind you and in front of you, it's got a frame cut out. So if you stand outside and take a picture, it looks like the artwork and you get to pose as whoever, you know, the Mona Lisa or whoever was in it. So there was one I did of, I think it was the Venus and the clamshell that I posted all the agents and they were like, Alan wins. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, there are some really fun opportunities there to just go and show your creative side. But then also, I mean, I'm not a big art person. Uh, I appreciate it. But it's one of those when I'm in a museum, so I kind of skip over some of it, unless it's like Da Vinci or somebody like that. Um, but I mean, the these way. people, yeah, they get so creative with these pictures and the, the sculpturing, you know, sculptures. And, and I'm just like, that's something I want to do. And again, I just always forget about it until somebody brings it up or till I see it. And I'm just, it's, and a, lot it's of these a really are, cool festival. The, the artists that they bring are Disney related somehow. They have so they're either their yeah. artwork is Disney related or there's yeah. some amazing stuff they, they do. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. It, it looks like it is. So the next one we're going to talk about is the Flower and Garden Festival. So um, after Festival of the Arts ends for the year in uh, roughly February, early March, uh, then starting in March, they bring in the Flower and Garden Festival. So that runs March through June, typically. Um, Epcot comes alive in color um, for the Flower and Garden Festival. If you've never seen 
some of the pictures from Flower and Garden Festival, you're really missing out. Um, so as you enter Epcot and you walk through World Showcase out to the back toward the lagoons, you kind of go over a bridge where the monorail comes by. And if you look to your right, there's a big grassy knoll over there towards um, a Journey into Imagination. And they just fill those areas with flowers and landscaping. And um, there's geometric designs through them and Mickey heads and um, flowers floating through the lagoon. And as you work through the park, uh, there are, I don't even know the number of topiary there are, of character topiaries. Every land and section you go to has at least one set of topiaries. So uh, when you go to uh, Norway, you'll see topiaries of Anna and Elsa. Um, when you're in China, there's a giant topiary of a dragon that's in the water. Uh, when you get back to um, France, you know, there's topiaries of Beast and Belle. Um, there are topiaries of all the characters from Lion King, um, just as you pass the little Africa section before you get to Germany and World Showcase. But there are just, I, I wouldn't want to say there's hundreds of different topiary out there. And every year there tends to be something new. Um, last year, we saw there were quite a few of Muppet topiaries out there. So that was yeah. kind of fun um, to see some of the new options. But they also have the food and wine booths out there that um, you can experience food from different countries. There's usually not quite as much as food and wine. Um, but those extra little appetizer snack samples and um, drinks to enjoy with the topiary and the art, um, it's a lot of fun. They bring in different kinds of um, garden demonstrations. So like you do water gardens or... Um, different types of landscaping demos and how you can use landscaping around your home. Um, there's, there's a lot of really cool things that happen with Flower and Garden. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I really like the Flower and Garden. Some of my best pictures are from that time frame. Um, like the, the just the colors. It's so easy to filter your camera and your pictures when you have all those colors in it. Like it's you, so you barely... Yeah, you just barely have to do anything. Um, I love getting the pictures of the topiaries, though, so I can use them as promotional material. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite ones is of uh, is, is Dopey. And I think I'd put on there something like Don't Be a Dopey Book with Brian or something like that. Um, I have one of William Shakespeare in like his flower garden where I was like, you know, where can you go from? Uh, I don't know. It had something to do with William Shakespeare and... Um, then somebody over at Canada, the next stop. And I was just like, you can only do that at flower and garden. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it's hilarious. And some of the stuff you can do with those, um, topiaries, but they're so beautiful. And they're, yeah. it's so the people that create them are so talented. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. And there's just, there's a ton of them and, and they tend to change every year. Uh, I mean, a lot of the basics are there almost every year. They might've adjusted them a little bit. Um, but then you get some new ones. Like I said, the Muppets came in last year and it was so cool to yeah. see, you know, a topiary of Kermit on a bicycle or uh, Miss mm -hmm. Piggy outside of France, um, kind of in a big uh, ball gown. Of, of You mentioned greenery. the Beauty and the Beast one. Yeah, you mentioned the Beauty and the Beast one. That one is phenomenal mm -hmm. because it's, I want to say it's Belle and Beast dancing yep. in the ballroom scene. But then there, I feel like there's something surrounding them. Yeah, there's flowers surrounding them. They're actually in one of the planters um, as you look up into the France Pavilion towards Eiffel Tower from down on the street. So they're actually in the planter up there and they're surrounded by flowers as well. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and then we got um, we got some really good pictures with the three Caballeros. Uh, I think Sorcerer Mickey 
has it, it makes an appearance uh, with broomsticks. Uh, I mean, yeah, the dancing brooms. Yeah, it's just so there's so much, like you said. I mean, you, we're we're probably forgetting a hundred of them. Oh, yeah. um, but I mean, it's the Lion King it's ones just, are incredibly detailed too. Rafiki holding yeah. up young Simba, and um, you have Mufasa and Nala and everybody around him. Um, and then you've got um, Lady and the Tramp are in one, and uh, Tramp is just you know his little stoic pose, and then Lady has you know long fluffy ears. Um, so they incorporate several different kinds of plants in these topiaries as well mm -hmm. to create the the image that we see. I mean, it's just so creative. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And again, also included in your regular um, admission price. So it uh, just happens March through June. So if you happen to be there then to take advantage of it, it's a really cool one. And then yep. I know my favorite one, <laughs> I love all the festivals, but my favorite is the Food and Wine Festival. And we've talked about this before. Um, Food and Wine Festival typically runs July through November um, every year. And it is a festival of food. I mean, the, all the different countries' booths are out there. You can experience um, snack appetizer-sized foods um, all around World Showcase, um, different beers, different wines. Um, I know this year we actually all went to the Hawaii booth after Brian kind of introduced us uh, <laughs> to the Alani Sunrise cocktail that was really, really yummy. Um, so that we all were kind of flooding back to that. Uh, but it, you know, there's just so much variety of food and things you can get. Um, I know they carry it year round. If you actually go to uh, Le Cellier, um, the steakhouse in Canada, but the cheese soup that they have in Canada is yeah. just phenomenal. It's so good. I will yeah. go and get cups and cups of the cheese soup with the little pretzel to dip it in um, and a beer. And it's, <laughs> it's so awesome. Um What's one of your favorite things to get when you go to food and wine? Um, I really like the, it's like a pancake taco in Japan where it's pancake. It's like a pancake batter um, with steak inside of it. Ooh, I don't think I've had uh, that. I want to, I want to say it's at Japan or China or I guess it's Japan, um, but it's right next to Norway. I'm headed into, into China. Um but it's funny, like, I mean, we say what's one of your favorites, but it's kind of like, how do you have a favorite? Like, there's so yeah. many of them. And I, I'm just kind of like, I don't I don't know how to narrow it down. Because even like, even some of the snacks that are there, not during food and wine, are, are good. phenomenal. So, but I don't know. We actually I, really like funny. to get the uh, lobster roll over from Louisiana booth over in the USA, yeah. too. Have and I love the um, I love the school bread from Norway. Mm -hmm. Norway. Um, so it, it's it's I don't know. There's so much to choose. Um, I think it's funny when you go if you Google best snacks at Disney World. <laughs> how many of those on that list come from the Food and Wine Festival? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's is so many of them. And um, the thing is that a lot of times in these festivals, when you go and you get to the food booth at the festivals it's something that's only there for that festival. So yes. you can't always go get a lobster roll. So you, the yeah. lobster roll is not always going to be at all three of the events, or you can't always go get the beer cheese soup from Canada. Um, it's, just, it's just part of the, the switching of the festivals and getting people to come back and try new things. Um, yeah. it, it's amazing. 
It really always one of our favorites. Yep. You got to get a passport, though. Got to get a passport. Yeah, you got to get the book. Keep track they did of your... digital this year, which was kind of nice. Yeah, too, yeah, it is kind of not nice, as much fun if you like don't the... put the stickers in and mark off. As I say, I like the book. I like the book. Uh, it helps me keep track of what I did. So, yeah, if you haven't gotten these, so as you um, work through food and wine and some of the other festivals, there's this little passport booklet you can get. Um, and it usually has stickers and things in it, but every it has pretty much all the menu items are available at each booth um, around the, the World Showcase. So you can go in and mark off what you had and like put a star if it's your favorite. And you always come back later and you start flipping through the book. It was like, oh, there was that one that we got that was so amazing. <laughs> it's was pretty it cool. The, the, the frozen, um, oh, what was it? The frozen thing we got this year. Uh, oh, the cake pops? Inside the tent. Yes, the frozen cake pops. I I've never had one of those before. Cake pops. Those were really yes. good. And that was a yes. pretty darn good snack. They were four bucks. Yeah. So, um, so what we had is one of the festival booths, they had um, nitro cake pops. So it was literally a, a, a cake about the size of a ho-ho yeah. or a ding-dong. It was yeah. like kind of round cupcakes or whatever on a stick. And um, they dipped it in warm chocolate and then stuck it in nitroglycerin. Uh, not nitroglycerin, but um, the nitro gas, nitrous, the yeah, nitrous oxide, uh, the frozen or, gas, um, so yeah. that it like froze it, and you could get um, it just tip dipped, or you could get it dipped with um, broken pieces of M M&M and M on it, or you could get it uh, with broken pieces of Heath bar. So Brian got an M M&M and M, and I got a Heath bar, and we might have shared, but um, it, that was a great, great snack for a four bucks. Those were awesome. Yes. And they actually have for different flavors too. Like if Disney wants to yeah. talk about adding some flavors, I could help them out with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they also had in that booth, um, the like warm, hot chocolate thing. Yes. It's a warm, hot chocolate, which I, I got also. Um, it was it's a, a little bigger than a shot glass. Drink. Yeah. Yeah. It had marshmallows. It was a little it. bigger than a shot glass. It had marshmallows, chocolate. Um, it kind of tastes like a Yoohoo, honestly, like a warm Yoohoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it had the uh, a graham cracker and with marshmallows in it as yeah. well. So um, it was pretty good, but it was, I would say, if you're comparing the $4 options, the cake pop was better. was better. Well, <laughs> here's the other thing. And that might have been because mine didn't have alcohol in it. You uh, had the option to, to say, add so alcohol. So we were so. with somebody who had the the warm hot chocolate, whatever that was. This It was like a s'mores. It was like a liquid s'mores or something. And um, I have to look up the name of that now. Somebody we were with got the one with alcohol and Brian got the one without alcohol. And I had a little taste of both. And the one with alcohol was way better. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was, but it was like, I think that was like $8 or $9 or something like that. And I was like, I don't yeah, think that's worth yeah. it. So, well, um, yeah. When you compared it to the Alani Sunrise, it was a much bigger glass for about the same. Oh one. yeah. Alani Sunrise is way better. It was way, but it, the one with alcohol was tasty. I'm not saying I wouldn't <laughs> order it again. But there's just so many different things. It's it's really cool. There are. Um, there are. That dessert one was awesome. The cake pops. Yes. Totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. So in addition to the festivals that happen at Epcot, there are actually different other type of events that happen throughout the year at Disney World as well. So what are some of those like, Brian? Yeah. So the ones you mentioned are uh, included in admission. Um, the ones that I'm going to talk about are not included with admission. But that doesn't mean that they're, you know, any better, any worse, anything. It's just, um, it's an opportunity to visit the parks that um, 
give you a different sense of the uh, feeling for the parks. And the first one is just just different after hours tickets that you can purchase uh, for, I believe it's for three of the different parks. Um, and of course, none of these are happening right now, and we're not sure if they're coming back, but historically, they have been going on, um, and we have had the opportunity to visit a couple of them. But So they're after-hours tickets, so basically that means that they are tickets for when the park closes. Typically, the parks close, uh, was it about 9 o'clock on these nights, mm-hmm. and you're allowed to get in at 7, so you're at the regular guest from 7 to 9. And then at nine o'clock, if you don't have one of these special tickets, you're escorted out of the park. And then from nine to 11 or nine to 12, 12 um, or one in you some have, cases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have the park basically with just the people that have these tickets. So again, they're just happen periodically throughout the year. There's no rhyme or reason to when they happen. Um, typically I think it's just kind of when, you know, non-peak season. So January, February, March, um, the cost for these tickets vary. I want to say they're usually somewhere around $125, something like that. Again, that could be up or down depending on the day that you go. And again, we're not sure if these are going to happen anymore or not. Um, but again, the park ticket is for guests for three to four hours after closing. Uh, it includes all the popcorn, ice cream sandwiches, and Mickey bars that you can eat. You'll be amazed at how many you can get down in three <laughs> or four hours. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it also Brian and Mike, all went, the... I think, almost ate their weight in Mickey bars and ice cream oh, sandwiches yeah. the night we did that. <laughs> yeah. It's like every Last time, time we went popcorn. by a, a cart, it was like, oh, get another Mickey bar. Oh, get another ice cream yep. sandwich. But sometimes I mean, you had one included. in each hand. It was fun. Just you get it while you can. But it also includes all the sodas and water that you can drink as well. So um, it, it's very, very worth the cost. Um, just for the simple fact that you are in a park with very limited number of guests. I want to say that we tried to do the math one time. And I think that we came up with about the amount of tickets sold was 3000. And that was, if they sold out, they were selling about 3000 tickets. And I mean, we were walking around, we did the after hours for magic kingdom one time. And then we've done the villains. Um, and, And we were walking around and there were times we didn't see anybody except our group. That we were I, I, yeah and i was like I, I don't i don't i can't believe it it was like we had the park to ourselves we were on every single ride the the like walking right on them rode several of them several times in a row without even getting off yeah and uh, it's just it's surreal. a different experience so it one it's the park at night and that's yes that's I don't, I don't know about you, Brian. But that's one of my favorite times in the parks is at night. Well, I love um, it. They, they do so much with the lighting and it's just a completely different atmosphere. So you're walking around at night. Um, you know, you're getting free popcorn, free bottled water, free bottles of soda, free ice cream. You know, as you're walking from attraction to attraction, um, not every attraction in the park is open, but a good number of them are, um, especially all the biggies. Um, and, and most of the attractions are a walk-on. So you can do, yeah. you know, Pirates, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Haunted Mansion, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Space Mountain. Um, gosh, what else was there? Most of Fantasyland was open. Uh, I really want to say just about everything that you typically see as a 30-minute wait or longer was open. Was open. I know we did Peter Pan yeah. that one night too, so I know that some of that was open um, in Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. Because you guys had to finish your ice cream before we could get on Peter Pan. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, uh, we, we did We did so much, and it was just kind of like, 
we weren't even there for three hours. I, yeah. I didn't. I don't think we got there till eight o'clock because we, we got had our there meet. late because we actually had an event that night for our yeah. conference. So a lot of us were kind of cutting the event short that night and running over to the Magic Kingdom. Um, I think over half of the agents that were there for our conference that year did the after hours event that night. It, it really was like it was an ears party that night. I mean, we it, just kept literally the only people we saw were other agents. Well, and there were people that we knew were there that we never saw. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a big enough park. We're like, Hey, I looked for you all over. We didn't see you. I didn't see you either, but it yep. was fun. We had a blast. No, I mean, I, we got just as much done in that, those three to four hours as we would have gotten done in a 10 hour day. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty uh, cool. I mean, it's that, that right there just makes the cost worth it. Um, so that's just so. the regular after hours events. Like Brian says, it rotates um, yep. different times of the year to different parks. So some nights, it might be Magic Kingdom after hours. Some nights it might be Animal Kingdom after hours. Um, there's different things that happen. So definitely worth checking out and see if there's going to be any of those events while you're there. Yeah, I actually had uh, in, in March, I had the Magic Kingdom after hours uh, Wednesday night, I believe. And then I had Animal Kingdom after hours on Thursday night. Or no, I'm sorry. Animal Kingdom after hours on Friday night. And then we had the villains party, which we're about to get to on um, Thursday night. And so I had th three straight nights of after hours. I didn't make it to all of them, but I was just like, <laughs> we were supposed that, to actually I mean, be working during the day. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but that right there, it was the same price, if not a little cheaper than buying three day park tickets. Yeah. And I, I mean, I yeah. would have gotten so much more done in those hours because I wouldn't have been fighting the lines like everybody, you know, with everybody else. But um, so as Alan was saying, there are a couple of different after hour party tickets that you can get. And basically most people are very familiar with the Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Um, it's basically all that we've mentioned before, little fewer rides available for the Halloween party and the Christmas party, but, for the most part, all your favorites are still there. Um, you have opportunities to see some very rare characters like all the dwarfs. Um, they typically hide. Moana, which is a big hit during the Halloween party. Jack and Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Jafar has made appearances. Cruella. The Hitchhiking um, Ghosts from The Hitchhiking Ghosts have been on the yes. parade. Yep. And then even some of your favorite characters like Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, uh, Chip and Dale, they're all dressed in their Halloween costumes for the party. So it's, it's just a very neat experience to get to see some of those characters and, and some of the rare characters that you don't normally get to see. They have a Halloween parade, like you mentioned. Um, it is strictly that. It is a Halloween parade. It is meant to kind of give you a little creepy ghoulish vibe it starts off with the uh, headless horseman leading the charge um, you have the hitchhiking ghost you have um and the headless horseman we mean is literally a headless person a headless horseman. riding the horse down main street yes yep. the headless horseman is there you typically have all your villains too scary for kids that's why it's not so scary yes yes it, it's very much the opposite of universal where Universal is meant to scare you to death. This this is not. <laughs> um, I mean, it's. I like the Halloween party a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some wonderful opportunities there that you typically don't get to do during the regular day. It's um, one of the times you can typically dress up in costume in the park, as long as you don't have a mask covering your face, yes. blocking your view. 
but you know, so yeah. this year with things being a little different, they let people dress up during the day in the parks. Um, but typically mm -hmm. it's the only time you can wear a costume. So it's kind of cool. Yep. You, um, and of course there's Halloween decorations all over, uh, which they're, they're there during the day, but it's something completely different seeing it at night. Mm -hmm. um, especially the little flashing pumpkins on all the light poles, um, things like that. And then you get special merchandise that typically, um, you know, it's just it's only available at the party. Yes. Um, and then where else can you, I mean, when else can you go trick-or-treating at Disney World? Oh, you know, and let me tell you, you, it's, it, you it, will rot it, your head, the, the teeth in your head with as much candy as you yes. get from there. There are stations not all going, over the park. And, and they're not just like some of these other events that you go to where you get like two pieces of candy. I want to say, I feel like the general rule of thumb is like, give them seven or eight. And then it was, you know, just it, yeah, fill their bag. handfuls. As you went yes. by a station, they just took a handful of candy and dropped it in your bag in many cases. It was like crazy. We had so much candy. Yes. Yeah. We My had to stop really, going really through them because we had too much candy. Uh, and it's not your little like black and orange wrapped candy. I mean, it's like Snicker bars and M&M's yeah. and like your good candy that adults are like, oh, thank goodness. Like I needed some chocolate. Well, I think you know. M&M's might have sponsored it last year. So. Uh, I think they did. Yeah. So I think there's um, M&M's Mars candy in a lot of them. Yeah. It was, Great. you know, we went a couple years ago with some friends and our kids didn't make it, you know, all the way through the night. Uh, we watched the parade and at that point we left. We didn't get to watch the stage shows afterwards, which the stage shows in their own right are, you know, you, you've, you've got to see them. I've watched the videos of them. Um, yeah. It's, it's a completely different Broadway production than what you see during the day. And again, it's just something extra that Disney does that you just, you got to see. Yeah. It's a different experience. If you haven't had the chance. Totally recommend it. And they, they have a, so they have the Halloween party, but then sh after Halloween is over, as we've Everything seen recently, switches. they yeah, completely so switch to Christmas. Disney switches from Halloween to Christmas, almost like a light switch. So um, it's pretty amazing. All the Halloween decorations all down Main Street in the Magic Kingdom um, all disappear uh, October 31st. And when you come in to the park again on November 1st, it's all decked out for Christmas. The tree is yep. up. It's it's pretty amazing. So that leads us into Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is very similar. It's another um, event that happens typically after the day park closes. Um, it is a very separate ticket event. So you do have to pay separate for that. Um, it's similar to Mickey's uh, Not So Scary Halloween Party, but it's all Christmas themed. So now you'll find characters in Christmas costumes, um, you'll find a Christmas parade. You will see that it snows um, on Main Street USA in Florida um, as the parade go by. Um, Santa is there. So obviously Santa is going to show up in the parade. Um, if you've never seen the Magic Kingdom decked out for Christmas, uh, it's a sight to see. It's, it's pretty amazing. There's so many trees and so many decorations. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, there's also the special um, Christmas party um merchandise that you can get typically only during the christmas party um you know talked about the you know mickey's uh, very merry christmas party 2020 um things like that it, it's a blast um and and similar to the trick-or-treating for halloween they have the christmas cookie trail 
So mm -hmm. stations are out everywhere and you go through and you get different Christmas cookies. And they had some amazing, the peppermint ones were the best. It looked like a snickerdoodle, but it was peppermint flavored. They were like these pink little peppermint sugar cookies. They were so good. Um, they had like a molasses maple cookie. Um, they had gluten-free cookies uh, and they actually had some um, frozen graham crackers, uh, frozen themed graham crackers um, that were all available. So just like Halloween, you just, as you're walking through the park, you go through a, a cookie trail and you open your bag and they throw cookies in. Um, this year we went and it happened to be, when I went, it happened to be the last um, Mickey's, not, uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party of the year. Uh, oh, sorry, last year in 2019. So as the night wore on, they were like just giving handfuls of cookies. And my mom, <laughs> um, she can't say no to things like that. Um, bless her heart. So she went and bought one of the um, special canvas Very Merry Christmas Party tote bags that you get. So we were literally carrying around this tote bag and they were stuffing cookies in it. And I think the last couple stops we went to, they were like, here, here's like eight or 10 of those little mint cookies. Just they're just like dumping them in the bag because they didn't know what to do yep. with them. It was great. I ate cookies well into like almost February. <laughs> we had so many sticking <laughs> cookies, um, but it was fun. Which it's a unique that, that kind of leads us, yeah, and that, that, it kind of leads me into something we you know forgot about. Um, for these festivals, for these parties, the uh, not so scary Halloween and the Christmas, they have completely different snack options. Um, True. that they don't carry throughout the year as far as their cupcakes right. and different things that they create. And uh, when you were talking about the Christmas or the uh, cookie trail, um, I remember that I've seen pictures of the new Bell's Enchanted Christmas Tree um, macaroon treat. Mm. I'm not so sure I would, because it's green with re, uh, red icing and I'm not a big icing guy, but that that's one that I was like, mm, I may try, but I also saw that there's a new Minnie's Merry Cherry Sunday mm. that I, it, it, it's like a um, cherry, sun, I mean, cherry ice cream Sunday. And I mean, I'm, you know, of course, all about ice cream. So I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to get one of those. It's 649. It's cherry and vanilla swirl soft for soft serve, hot fudge, whipped cream, holiday sprinkles and a chocolate mini bow. So I'm oh. going to have to try one of those when I'm down there this year. Um, I may try two or three, actually. We'll see. <laughs> I'm doing it all for the listeners. I, they got to get all a that research. Feel. You got to tell you what it's yes. like. Yes. So, um, but then they also have a, uh, uh, like a Christmas tree trail. Uh, have you guys had a chance to do that? We did. So um, Christmas trees. December last year, this was a Christmas tree tale is usually at Disney Springs. So um, they have different trees that they put up that are themed around a specific theme. So mm -hmm. one of the trees was Star Wars themed. And instead of a star on top, it had a light up lightsaber at the top of it. And there were all kinds of different Star Wars themed ornaments and like Chewbacca's utility belt um, that he, he wears over his shoulder was kind of draped around the tree. Um, yeah. You know, there was a frozen themed one. It's all snowflakes and um, the sleigh that Sven has and um, reindeer. Sven was on there. I think Sven was actually a tree topper on there. Um, so <laughs> there all these really cool trees that are themed around something different. There was a villain's tree um, that was just all different villains. 
So they normally have that in a specific area where you can kind of wander through and look at them all. So they have actually spread them through Disney Springs this year. That was yeah. pretty neat to see. Yeah. This is some really cool tree decorating ideas. Yeah. So it's, it's not part of the holiday party, the, the Christmas party, but it's still something that if you have the opportunity to go do, you, you need to take a look at. Yeah. For the holiday season. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and then there's one more after hours party that's um, you have to pay for, but it's themed and it is the villains after hours party, which we were, had the opportunity to do this year. And it is villains themed. It has all your favorite villains throughout. Um, they do a stage show, which was led by Hades. Uh, Meg is in it. And then you have Jafar. You have... Uh, Oogie Boogie and uh, the Sanderson have, sisters Oogie, were in that. Or were they yeah. in the, just the Halloween one? I think they're just Sanderson. the Halloween Yeah, yeah the... the uh, confusing with you. The guy from Princess and the Frog. Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Facilier. Yes, he's in it. Um, Cruella's in it. Um, I think they even tell her, yeah, Cruella's not evil enough to be in it or something. I don't remember what they said, but there's a whole lot of good jokes in that one. Um, We actually found out we knew the guy that played Hades in that show. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did a wonderful job uh, as Hades. And then um, a wonderful job in his other role that we knew him with, but I don't think we can say that. But uh, I mean, it, it, it was fun. They had the parade. Yeah, they, they had the villains parade. Um, again, all your favorite rides were open. Um, they didn't have anything as a cookie trail or any you know special snacks for that one. But but there were snacks basic, you could buy. Special snacks, yeah. warm snacks. Yeah, and it's ones. kind of more of your just a regular after hours party um, with some villains thrown in. Um, but again, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to get all your favorite rides in without the uh, the crowds and kind of see a different side of Disney that you don't see throughout the day. And I think that one had the free popcorn and water and, and ice it cream. It still did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it still did. So there wasn't free popcorn and water and ice cream at the Christmas party or the Halloween party, but you have candy and the cookie trail for those. Um, so it's just villains after hours or the regular after hours that do the free popcorn, uh, bottled water and soda and ice creams. Yeah, which is a little cold for all the all all the you can eat ice cream and, and uh, you were not having a problem. You still had a few. I still had a few, but it was it, <laughs> it, it, it was kind of chilly. It so. was chilly that night. Yeah, we they, a lot of the girls had those sweatshirts on. They all had matching sweatshirts, so yeah. I kind of wish we had them by uh, that point. I forgot to mention that we uh, there's some wonderful photo pass opportunities at those events, like at all any of them. those events. Yeah, yeah. Um, special make to sure those you get your parties, photo pass. So. Yeah, you need a memory maker and get your photo pass uh, magic shots. One of them we got was the uh, headless horseman magic shot. So we next that to us. that one. Uh, we had one where Scar is standing right next to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, yeah, there's just some wonderful, wonderful opportunities for those magic shots. But um, so kind of want to we've talked a lot about the, the events and, and why they're so popular and why we love them but why do we consider them as things that are a treat well um they happen at night and disney is completely different at night it's one of my favorite times to go so there's that one part of it um you have an opportunity to ride some of your favorite things with little or no wait times yeah um 
What else? I mean, how often do you get to trick or treat or meet Santa Claus at, at Disney World? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that in its own right, it's just something that if you have the opportunity to do it, treat yourself to doing it because it's, again, it's about making memories. And those are some memories that are going to last you a lifetime. And we kind of call it a treat because it's a little. <laughs> I would say it's a little pricier, but it's not really much pricier than a regular one day ticket when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you're getting a shorter window of time to experience those parties um, kind of makes it feel like a treat. You're, you're paying a little more for a short period of time, but the the entertainment and the value that you're getting out of it to me was totally, totally worth it. Um, and this yeah. is something that's really great if you're going to do a short trip. So when we actually went for December last year, um, we actually didn't go into the parks other than the Christmas party. So we took mom. Uh, we actually took some time to experience the resorts, uh, hang out at Disney Springs, um, do the Christmas party. Uh, we did some different things that we don't always do. And uh, we really didn't we didn't miss the parks as much as we thought we would by not going into the parks that much. So it, it's perfect if you only got a couple days and you really want to do something special, pick up one of those um, events. And it's it's a lot of fun. Um, especially if you have something like a rest day built in your, your plan as well. And I mean, when we consider a rest day is you're going a hundred miles an hour from the minute you get off the magical express for the most part, um, you need to have a day built in to where you just sit at the pool and relax, or maybe resort hop or just shop at Disney Springs, something like that, where you just kind of going to go at your flow, like as you go at your own pace, um, do, do what you want to do. And then if you want to hit a park for a couple hours later on, one of these is perfect for you um, because it's not as much as a regular day where you, you know, you're not fighting crowds. Um, I mean, there's different opportunities to see like characters and pictures and things that you just normally get, don't get to do. Um, so they're perfect Night, for so rest it's not days. usually quite as hot. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's it's, to me, it seems a lot quieter at night. Oh yeah. Like, you still have the rides going, um, but I guess maybe because there's less crowds, it just seems a lot quieter there. Um, but it's a if you have experience. a short trip, yeah, if you have a short trip like what you were saying, it's it's perfect for those. You can't, you don't, you have three days. You only have, you know, there's four parks. What are you going to do? Oh, there's an after hours party at Animal Kingdom that time. Let's do that. Um, yep. So you're still getting all four parks in. Disney every now and then will offer up like a half day ticket for conference guests um you know things like that those aren't always guaranteed so if you're down for a conference or something else and you're looking for something to do one night hop over to disney and, and do one of the after hours events there so again it's just it's it's about things that this treat yourself is it's just about things that you don't typically have an opportunity to do um or you want to do something a little different and these after hours events or the epcot festivals are just different things that you can do that typically because they're only offered special times throughout the year you don't always get to do so mm-hmm. again it's always about me- making memories disney's providing you opportunities to make some memories yeah i mean disney's disney but we're talking about these festivals during the day at upcot you know they're happening during the day when you're there so you still have all the attractions open that you can go and do mm-hmm. um you know but these are just fun little things that add to it and really make it um, a little little more special sometimes yep yep right on uh what's your favorite special event uh i would i really like the villains 
Um, I, I feel like it's with the Halloween parties and the Christmas parties, there's so much to do. There's so much to see that I feel like it's hard to get those in within that, that, that a lot of time, the villains, I felt like I could slow down a little bit more and the other after hours, but I really liked the villains because it still was themed. Um, but it was, and maybe that was just because I was there with a group of people that were like-minded with me and just kind of go with the flow and whatever <laughs> we want to do. Oh, this ride has no weight. Let's go do it. Um, being crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Christmas is one. I, I feel like, you know, I've never been, but I feel like that would be one I would enjoy as well. Um, but as far as the ones that's included with the uh, included in admission, I would say the uh, flower and garden is probably my favorite one. Yep. So if we go to the day ones at Epcot, the festivals, I'm going to say food and wine. That's one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. We try to go every year when food and wine is going. Um, and for the other special events, I kind of agree with you. It's really hard to say. So I feel like um, Mickey's not so scary and Mickey's very Merry Christmas party both tend to be a little more crowded than the villains yeah. after hours or the regular after hours events um just because they're they're so well known and so popular um i really enjoyed both of those i love christmas and as i get older um you know we don't have kids i don't pull out all the christmas stuff and stuff like i used to um <laughs> uh it's it's just different. So it's really fun for me to be able to go and experience Christmas like that. And I don't, I don't have to deal with decorating and taking it all down. Um, I really enjoy that. The, the Halloween party was fun because you get to see so many great characters and things like you said, you don't normally see. Um, and villains, I think villains was great. Um, yeah. So I, if I would, I would say for crowd wise, I would say probably the villains after hours would be one of my favorites because it has a lower crowd. But it's it's going to be a coin toss between Mickey's not so scary and very merry for me. They were both a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean it's expected to have larger crowds at those. Um, but I think if I had to choose the Halloween or the Christmas, I think I'd go with the Christmas one though. Just just because I'm I'm with you. I love Christmas. So yeah, I'm not a big it's, Halloween person. I love Halloween. I I really enjoy that too. But I don't know. Christmas was great, and so. Um, to be there this year and and see the um oh we didn't talk about too the the um party themed fireworks we forgot to mention uh, so no. yeah there are for um Mickey's not so scary and Mickey's very merry christmas party there are separate fireworks shows that are only run during the parties um mm-hmm. that are themed to halloween and christmas so um being there this year and just having the disney christmas music going on with the fireworks and like, I'm not going to lie, might have got a little choked up being there with my family. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was pretty cool. I like Christmas. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool. I had a lot of ground to cover in that episode. That's a lot of stuff it going was. on. It was. Lots of great ways to treat yourself. And so many yep. more to come in our future episodes. Yes. So as we uh, wrap up here, do we have any other information or news we want to cover? Um, yeah, there's not been a whole lot of news come out lately, but there are some things that we, we need to go over. Um, I know there have been a couple episodes of the Mandalorian come out and we seem to always have to mention that on this show. Um, <laughs> right, rightfully so though. Uh, are you caught up? I am caught up. I'm caught up. How about you? We still won't talk about it because there's some people that may not be, but I am caught up. I will say um, 
I kind of, I don't want to say I lost my interest since episode two, but I felt like episode two went really quick and I kind of thought it was an episode that they, I I don't know. I'll be interested to see, you know, how the rest of the story plays out with that whole thing. Um, But I felt like it was just kind of something they just threw together just to. The storyline in that one just seemed kind of, huh? It was odd. It It was odd. Yeah, it wasn't bad. We we felt the same way. We were both like, Episode one was way better. <laughs> yes. And maybe we just had such high expectations from the whole first season and from episode one. Uh, and it wasn't it, it, bad by any means. It's no, still a great show. No. And they it may was, come back and tie into it because they did that several yeah. times with episode one. And they did it with episode, you know, season one, uh, season one and episode two, where they tied back in somebody from episode yep. or season one. So, um, you know, it, I feel like it's going to come back around somehow. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Well, and then if you know me, there's a whole set of creatures in that one that I was like, really? You have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of felt so, there, there was a little to spoil it, but yeah. No, there was a little Harry Potterish vibes in, in one of those, though, too, to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's I know the one I was like, that from. Uh, so, I was like, yeah, no. No. I was having an Indiana Jones moment there with, yeah. <laughs> snakes yeah, why'd it have to be snakes except exactly. it's not snakes it's not snakes so we're not giving it away yeah. um, nope so the other thing that's kind of interesting right now if you've never seen it before if you have anybody that is at disney world and they're um showing some pictures the um rivers of america that goes around tom Sawyer's island has been drained um and tom Sawyer's island and the uh riverboat are both closed for maintenance yep. so interesting view to see the rivers drained if you've never seen that uh, they do it every few years so they can do um, maintenance and clean up because you know a lot of mud and sludge and stuff starts to get in there and they they try to clean it up every so often um, yeah. it's it's a very interesting look if you've never seen that it is it, it's one of those I, I mean i've seen it pictures so many times but i've never seen it in person and i feel like if i was to round the corner of um Liberty Square or, or come through Frontierland and, and I saw that I would be like wow because <laughs> I mean it's it's a large area anyway but I feel like yeah. once it's drained you really see how large, how it, large is. it is yeah the water hides a lot of it well and yeah so, it, it's I the hate water to give it away too itself. but if there's a metal beam that kind of runs through the middle of the river yeah most people should know this I don't think this is too big a secret but so the riverboat um, actually runs on a track so it is not free floating the riverboat is the only um, vessel in the rivers of america that is not free floating so the tom Sawyer's island rafts are free floating the canoes when they did it were free floating um, the old keel boats that they no longer bring back um, were also free floating and occasionally you would know because they would come back with like tree branches stuck across the top of them where they got too close yeah. to an edge um, but the riverboat does run on a track so when you see how large that riverboat is and how itty bitty that track is <laughs> like yeah that's kind of interesting that it keeps it where it needs to be but well and and that's something so when you see the river drained you see the track and then you think that that water height is not all that tall like Mm-mm. it's not deep at all no um but then at it makes most you just points really... it maybe is chest high it's to, to yeah. average person yeah at most and and, and i look at that river boat and i think okay if this riverboat was not on the track to maneuver it through this area, I mean, you do have some space, 
It would. You would have to be a near perfect captain to get that done. If you had to turn that thing around manually or whatever, that would be really, really difficult to do without doing the whole um, Austin Powers pull up, <laughs> reverse, pull up, reverse. You know, I mean, yeah. it was just, it, it has to be on a track for safety reasons alone. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, it, it never surprised me when I found out it was. But it was just one of those when you see the water drain and you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot that thing was on a track. Yeah. But it's not a very big track at all. So. It's like that at Disneyland, too. So at Disneyland, the rivers um, actually have the riverboat and they have the sailing ship Columbia out there. So mm -hmm. they have two ships that do that trip um, that follow the track. So um, the riverboat, it is, it is a free floating vessel. It floats on its own. It's just guided uh, and kept in place by the, the guide wheels on the track. Um, yep. But a lot of people didn't realize either because the, the um, riverboat is free floating when they take it out for maintenance, it actually has a really long journey that it goes on. So um, just behind Big Thunder Mountain, and if you've ever taken the steam train around the Magic Kingdom, once you leave the Frontierland station, um, you go past Big Thunder Mountain and then there's a large bridge over a waterway that you go over. Um, and the steam trains that's actually a swing bridge people didn't realize so that mm -hmm. train bridge swings out of the way and the riverboat actually exits the rivers of america down that little canal which runs back behind splash mountain and um, where the new walkway is that will take you to uh, the grand floridian they put in a new swing bridge there so that when the vessels need to come and go they open the swing bridge and when they're not the bridge is closed and you can walk all the way to the grand floridian so they actually tow the riverboat out so the riverboat goes out that canal out to uh, the seven seas lagoon and it goes across in front of the magic kingdom like the ferry boats do and it goes over the water bridge and to an area called central shops that's way back to the left um, of the contemporary so it actually goes quite a journey back there to dry dock so they, one massive circle. Yep. It's way Which out is, there. It's, it, yeah. And it's amazing too, that it, you were going through that whole thing. And other than the, um, the, the bridge uh, over by the contemporary, you completely forget that most of that is man-made. Mm -hmm. yep. It's just so perfectly fitting to the land and the area that it's, it's, you, you just don't realize that all of that is man-made. Great planning. I did a good yep. job. Especially considering that it's been almost 50 years. That the, yep. Or I guess over 50 years that they started that. So, Yep. It's pretty amazing. Yep. I'm going to have to say that I'm going to take this as good news, bad news. Um, 2020 has struck again. And Frozen Ever After has now added plexiglass dividers, um, which I was wondering what, what was going on when we got the news that it was going to be shut down for the weekend. And I was like, oh, no, what's what's, what's you know, how long is this going to be done? Because they didn't say, um, but it was so they could put the plexiglass on the boats because um, when we were riding it, there was no plexiglass between. Um, now the plexiglass dividers are up. So take that for whatever you want to is the bad news, I guess. But then I saw that they're loading all the Nemo clams without skipping a clam. So you, your party gets in one and the next party gets in the one right next to you. And then, then so, so on. So they're filling all the clams. 
which I think is good news, because you know, thinking maybe they're ramping up to expecting more guests and wanting to keep lines down and maybe increasing capacity. Be interesting to see. Yeah. So that plexiglass between the seats is so that they can actually load every row. So when we were there yes. um, just about a month ago and we did uh, Frozen Ever After, they were leaving at least one row empty in between party guests. So, you know, um, there were, what, there was four of us that day or five of us. I can't remember. It was just you and I. Was it just you and I that day? So yeah. we were in one row and then they left another row and then there was another party, you know, towards the back of the boat. But those boats are a little smaller. Um, so that, that greatly reduces the number of people that can be on them. So having the plexiglass put in between them, uh, in between the rows, I think is a good idea. So you can load more guests and keep that line down. Um, yep. They're working on that in some other attractions too. So um, when we were there, the only other one that loaded every row was uh, the Jeep Safari, Kilimanjaro Safaris mm -hmm. at uh, Animal Kingdom, because they were able to put like a plexiglass divider in between each of those rows on the Jeep. Um, so it just kind of helps divide your area. So, you know, if somebody is breathing hard or anything like that, you're not breathing directly on each other. Um, <laughs> so I think it's good. The clams, it's kind of like Haunted Mansion and, um, you know, the clams at Nemo. If you've ever had somebody with you at the other party and you try to reach over, it's still a good four or five foot almost distance. You kind of have to stretch to really reach the other car. Um, yeah. So it's still a good distance between the vehicles. So I don't, I don't think that's a problem. Um, I mean, Disney was really doing things really well when we were there. So yes. uh, I, I do think it's helping to increase capacity, cut down on some of those wait times, um, you know, and still doing it in a pretty safe way. Yes. All, all things I'm excited about. And the dividers stink. People don't like to see them. Um, you know, it just distracts you, your view or whatever, distorts your view, but anything you can do to cut down wait times because like we've mentioned when we were there it was all the way back to china um i don't see that changing over the next couple months with the holidays coming up and you know the parks would, being a little bit more crowded than normal but it's i'd be surprised if they don't do it on more attractions if they can i was just kind of thinking like some of them i don't feel like you can do it on maybe like pirates pirates uh, because I don't think the boat is set up enough to where you can put a divider between, but then, I mean, I could be wrong. Disney can come the up. Boats with are pretty I mean. similar to the Norway boats. It's possible, but I know yeah. that they did talk about, um, adding plexiglass to the vehicles at rise of the resistance so they can get more folks in the, um, transports at rise of the resistance. Yeah. I would be surprised if they also don't do that at runaway railway. It's a very similar type yeah. of vehicle. It is my my bigger thing, biggest thing with it is that we, we noticed in Soren that they are added um, child booster seats to the with plexiglass the walls to, to, to add the plexiglass divide. so that way yeah and I think maybe some of that was so they're not drilling into the seats right um, I would really hate I mean again it is what it, you know whatever Disney has to do to get more people on these rides but I, I feel like it's it's kind of bad to go and just drill all these holes and everything in these seats and rides that you spent so much money on just to add plexiglass that you know hopefully is not going to be around too much longer yeah but, but i mean it works those are all repairable those are all repairable. yeah screw holes are not too bad um yeah i mean i think overall i think it's good if they're getting the capacity increased and getting more people on and cutting down on some of those lines 
And know, that's what really I think counts. we can deal with it for now. Yeah. What really counts is getting the people on the rides, cutting these wait times out. Um, because last time, the last thing you want is upset guests. You know, certain mm-hmm. attractions aren't available. They don't get to do this. And now we've got to wait in line longer than we really want to. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So anyway. we'll take the good and bad of that. The good is we hopefully yep. get more people on the ride and cut down the lines. So yep. we'll deal with that for now if we have to. Yeah. All right. And lastly, we have Christmas has officially arrived at Disney World and Universal Studios and SeaWorld, if you haven't seen those. Um, so as we talked about earlier, the Christmas decorations are up in the Magic Kingdom. Um, so I'm going to say that I am really happy to see that the Christmas decorations that we're seeing look pretty much like the normal decorations you see every year. Yes. Um, and the reason I point that out is because when we were there for Halloween or in October, it was clear not all of the Halloween decorations made it up. Yes. So it still had decorations and it was still Halloween. It was still fun, but it was obvious that not all the decorations that we're used to seeing were there. Um, so that could have been, you know, they didn't have as much time to get it done as they were, you know, going through the reopening. Maybe they didn't have the staff and things like that. Um, but to really make it a point to get all those decorations that we're seeing um, folks, we have another one of our tour guides, uh, another one of our agents that is down there now has been sending us pictures. Hollywood Studios looks amazing. All the decorations are up. Um, there are projections going on on um, the Tower of Terror for the holidays. So it's not the normal show that they would do all year, but there are projections and things on um, Tower of Terror and all down Sunset Boulevard, all around the main lagoon. Um, Magic Kingdom to me looks totally decked out as per normal. Um, Epcot is looking really great with some of the decorations. I haven't seen a whole lot from Animal Kingdom yet for the decorations, Um, but Animal Kingdom never had quite as many decorations as the other parks. Up until last year, they did some um, cool new white decorations that went through it, and they did um, the Tree of Life Awakenings that had the holiday overlay. So um, I'd like to see that those are coming back, hopefully. Um, so it's good news. Christmas has officially yeah. arrived and it's it's looking great at the parks. Um, so yeah. hopefully that's, you know, a nice direction that we're going back in. Yeah, I, um, I'm excited for our trip. Um, I, I would jealous. say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope they just don't take it down as quickly as they took down uh, Halloween, which normally it stays up until January. So we should be OK. But oh, yeah, um, until it's in the, early in January. Yeah, the decorations at Animal Kingdom never really fit in because it didn't go with the theming of the land. So it, what you were saying, the, the white decorations they had were, I think a lot of them were like sculpture type things, mm-hmm. weren't they? Yeah. So And they had these really um, cool um, like animal puppets, almost Broadway style puppets that would come out every now and then that yes. people could take their pictures with and they were kind of all white. Uh, yeah, they look really cool. I, I didn't get to see those. I was excited to see those. Yeah. So, and the other three parks, you've had the Star Wars Christmas stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've had the traditional things for Hollywood Studios. Um, I One of my favorite is when they put this, uh, the Santa hat on the um, the dinosaur in the lagoon. Uh, the, the, From the, the Gertie's the ice cream treats over there. And yeah, uh, she has the light up Christmas ornament hanging out of her mouth again. So yeah. Yeah, that, that Loch Ness decoration is, is, is great. Um, and I can't believe I called her a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> she is. She's a dinosaur. Is, I thought she was supposed to be the Loch Ness Monster. 
I think she's a dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. She could be Loch Ness Monster, okay. but I think she's a dinosaur. I, um, but then Epcot with all the different uh, countries and things that they have. With and the trees. There's and trees everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Magic Kingdom, of course. So I'm, I'm excited to see all that. The uh, character parades that we've seen uh, over the last couple of days. I, I was excited to see the regular ones and then um, the villains float that we saw when we were there was pretty neat with uh, the different villains. And then the uh, Oogie Boogie and Jack Skellington there, the nightmare before Christmas float was pretty cool. I really like the Christmas ones. Uh, all the princesses in their winter gowns, um, Max Goof driving around in the gingerbread car uh goofy on the gingerbread house float uh santa claus the reindeer it it, it almost the feels like you, I think the reindeers are so cute it, it's almost like you you're at the christmas party it's just during the day that's that's the way i felt when i was watching the videos and seeing the yeah pictures. many of those floats are the floats from the christmas parade so yeah. they, they brought the christmas parade floats out to use for the cavalcades which i think is fantastic they look really great and i don't know if it's just because they're changing things up or if they figured these characters go with Christmas for some reason, but we have seen Geppetto, Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket. Um, we didn't see him while we were there, but Jiminy Cricket is making a, an appearance at uh, Pin Pinocchio's village house uh, yeah. on the side. Uh, it just seems like they've decided to either rotate their characters or bring a few more out. Um, we've seen some more up above the uh, country bears where we saw them just different ones. I really feel like they've they've upped their game since Halloween for Christmas. Yeah, it's really cool new ways to see the characters pop up in surprise locations. So you can't I get like right it. close to them. You can't get an autograph and stuff. That's fine. But um, the interaction they're, they're giving is pretty cool. It's yeah, fun. Bert was out. Mary Poppins and Bert were in one of the uh, uh, cavalcades. Mm -hmm. Um I They're like it. the Christmas uh, parade too with all the chimney sweeps. It's yeah. a great float. I'm getting more and more used to it. And I, I really hope this stuff stays around. I, I'm going to miss the parades and some of that stuff, but I'm really liking what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the cavalcades are really cool. Yeah. Definitely. But I'm excited for Christmas. I know it's just November. <laughs> uh, we had our Saturday showdown, which put the tree up one. Um, I'm not a big fan of putting the tree up before Thanksgiving. I will understand it's 2020. I'll give everybody a pass. Next year, though, you can't put your tree up until after Thanksgiving. So, Everybody's got a different I, feel for that. Yeah, I, I'm ready for the holidays. So I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I'm ready for Christmas. I'm ready to get down to Disney World and um, see it and be down there for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. That's something completely new for us. So we're splurging this year. Um, but it's exciting. Yep can't believe thanksgiving is only two weeks away i know it's crazy. Know. crazy no black friday shopping this year though a lot of online black friday shopping <laughs> yeah. all right, right. we're going to disney world there you go i don't I think they have any deals coming out <laughs> i love christmas yeah. i have to go down for christmas and be blast yep. mark's trying to find something to do for christmas and we're like hmm Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. But look at that. Plenty of openings. I think yeah, there's lots of space available. Um, I think he wants to do something else, but, but I don't know. We'll see if we can. Maybe I can squeeze it in. Mom would always be happy to go. So 
I just put that uh, bug in mom's ear and she'll bug him to death until he's ready to go. <laughs> that's that's why we're thinking maybe we might do the snow tubing in Indiana as well. It's like a family thing since everybody nice. can't go with us to Disney World. We'd think about maybe doing the snow tubing. Nice. That'd be fun too. Yep. All right. Lots of good details for treating yourself and good news coming. Yep. I think that about wraps it up for this one, guys. Uh, we want to thank you for listening as always. Uh, feel free to comment and send us your own thoughts. Uh, have you been to any of those events or festivals or uh, after hours events? And if so, which was your favorite? We'd love to hear about you, uh, what you enjoyed about them, why. So feel free to uh, let us know. We appreciate that. Yeah, I know I, I've booked a couple of the events for uh, some of my clients and they've always talked about how much they, had, they enjoyed it and had fun. Um, so yeah, if you guys have been to one, we want to hear about it. Uh, catch us next time as we continue our Treat Yourself series, as we will be discussing why you need a rest day. Um, that's something Al and I, we love building into our itineraries for ourselves and our clients. So we are going to discuss why that's important. Um, keep a lookout for the Saturday showdown. Travel to Tuesdays. And what do you want to know on Wednesday? We're also going to throw in a little bit of different things for trivia thursdays to keep you guys engaged uh, we tested something out this week uh we're gonna see if maybe we can keep that stick around so uh please make sure you are following and liking our facebook page where you can find all these different activities going on every week mm -hmm. and if you're enjoying the show and you think you know somebody else you might enjoy it as well or might learn something from it please share this episode with them we really appreciate that and like I said, we want to hear from you. So leave us your comments uh, and send us the information you have about what you enjoy for an event. How do you treat yourself? Maybe it's something we'll use it on the show. Um, all of our contact details and information are available in the show description and from our Facebook page. And as always, we end all of our episodes with a quote. And I haven't actually read one of these in a long time, so I almost forgot how to do it. Um, this one, this week's quote is, sometimes we only see how people are different from us, but if you look hard enough, you can see how much we're all alike. And it, in the midst of the election and the results, whichever way you fall on that, um, something everybody needs to keep in mind is that deep down, we're much more alike than we are different. And that, that quote right. comes from the movie Aladdin. Great point. Great point. Yep. Another one in the books. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll catch Thank you in the you next guys. one. Yep. Bye -bye. Thank you. Bye.